happy holidays. Welcome to I Love That For You, the podcast celebrating the late bloomers and trailblazers of all walks of life. I'm Red. And I'm Kelly. And Red, I'm on an island, bitch. It's, it's honeymoon time. Well, okay. And when it comes out, because at the moment you are currently, well, I'm currently freezing, but you are yeah, still in California. I, I will be en route to Bora Bora this time that this comes Ooh, out. So we're finally going. He finally. We're doing it. We're going. Let me also make sure you said passports. Yes, uh, there are okay. plural passports <laughs> in my sites. We are confirmed. We have passports. And uh only shitty thing is it's going to rain. It's summer there and it's off season. But you know what? More more island for us. So Exactly. Can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. We're definitely going to check in on you in the new year. Since we're speaking about doing our holiday colorful duos, yes. uh, this week's episode is doing Christmas colors. Uh, We did Hanukkah last time, and so this time we're doing Christmas, which is the signature red and green. Very excited, and so I'm very happy you're going to go hopefully see lots of green in this lush, lush area of Bora Bora. I will just be freezing here in Toronto. What's Um, the temperature right now? Good question. Uh, Hold, please. Yeah, because I have to learn. I'm working on Celsius. It is currently raining, and it is six degrees. That's Celsius, so in Fahrenheit, that would be 37, 38. Oh, it's a heat wave. I know. It's lovely. Well, honestly, and I'm having so much fun up here. Like the rain's not going to upset me. The freezing temperatures or above, slightly above freezing is not going to bother me. It's just, uh, I'm loving this adventure. I'm in such a honeymoon phase. Speaking of honeymoons, I'm in my honeymoon phase. Yeah, here we are. It's so funny. You have, you've had some great adventures already. You went out to, what was that show? It looks so fun. Oh my God. So please, if you get a chance, what someone told me about Toronto is that it's a hidden gem city in the sense of if you want to find things, it's not going to be something so obvious. You really have to dig and find these little activities going on and things like that. And I happened to stumble across a thing called Drag Me to the Movies. And basically once a month, they play all movies from different eras and they have a drag show performance they have movie bingo that happens during it i won one of the drag bingo prizes of course and i got a gift certificate to a vintage lingerie shop which i was like of course that i would get this <laughs> of course you would oh my god That's but they were such you. a great community and we watched the bird cage which is one of my favorite movies yes. And they were doing like mystery science theater where they were like commenting and just being like, okay, can we all agree Val is the worst son ever? And everyone was like, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then you had an amazing interaction that you told me about after. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I still, everybody, again, apparently Toronto has a reputation for being not only cold as like temperature, but also cold temperament. They say like people are a little aloof compared to the rest of Canada. And in my experience so far, I'm like, don't go to New York then, Canadians. Exactly. <laughs> don't go to Boston. Don't really? go to LA. Don't go to the US because their aloof is not at all what we would consider that. So I had this interaction. I had dressed up a little bit for the movies in my a little bit pinup style and I was walking down the street and you know it's a little bit busy of a street and it's not too bad either the sidewalks are so wide but basically I was walking down and this man stopped me 
and was like, oh, you look like you could be in like a 1940s, 1950s movie. Wow, you look gorgeous. I love this. And I was like, oh, thank you. And he like nodded his head and he walked away. But I had the feeling I was being watched. So I turned over my shoulder and there was this girl like in the doorway looking like she was just going home, just like staring him down like, oh, what you going to do? Like, I'm not going to let you mess with her. And she was like, oh, OK. And she looked at me. She's like, you OK? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine. She goes, OK, I just wanted to make sure. And she closed the door and then there was a pause. She opened it back up and she went, by the way, you do look great. And then she <laughs> closed the door. <laughs> you really did, though. You showed me the picture. You were to the nines. Very well, I was just taking slam. myself out for a day. I mean, I took myself out for a glass of wine beforehand and oh, treated myself to popcorn and candy and a drink. They they had a full bar at the movie theater. Oh, which... I want to date myself, Red. That's brilliant. I've I mean, never done that, I feel like. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's it's definitely one of my better dates I've been on. Um, <laughs> I will say, well, I did end up taking myself home. Woo! <laughs> Caboose must have been like, who is this bitch? <laughs> no, he's Sexy. just like, what's up, mom? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, oh, I love that you And I that. dragged a pizza that was the size of my head, like a oh slice. Oh, home. my God. It's, and it's... they put it in a bag. I was oh like... That was not smart. And there was like grease all over this bag by the time I got home. And but it was really good pizza. So you're living your best life. I'm so happy for you. And... Well, I'm trying to. And I mean, I think that's the best gift I could give myself. See how I'm turning this oh, around back into. Well, wait, what are you doing for Christmas, by the way? I told you what I'm doing, obviously. I know. What are you Bora, gonna be Bora. doing? Um, I am going out to my aunt's house in Stratford. She paid for my train ticket, which is so lovely. Like the sound of like Aww traveling via train to Stratford like Christmas in Stratford sounds like a Hallmark it sounds movie. like a Hallmark movie for real <laughs> yeah and I mean Christmas isn't a huge holiday actually for my family I mean we are we were raised Catholic but it's not a huge thing ever since like we got to be teenagers and stuff so when I would come home for the holidays from LA I actually would only come home for Thanksgiving most people come home for Christmas and they do Friendsgiving but I was yep. the opposite so Thanksgiving was the bigger holiday for my family so yeah and plus my family's so big like that was the time to get everybody together whereas Christmas is more immediate family so basically I just just stay in LA and oh my god the traffic no traffic <sighs> whatsoever it was time of year that and Coachella <laughs> so for this time of year I mean this is normal for me to not be with my family and it is a little sad sometimes at Christmas when you're on your own but like I'm in a new city I'm just exploring I'm too excited to be like oh what like yeah I, maybe it's because it hasn't really clicked for me that it's Christmas and I should right. be feeling that way I'm too excited about being in this new place right that, yeah that's the Thanks. Best Christmas gift. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was going to say. This is the best Christmas gift you gave yourself, Red. You gave right? yourself happiness and a new start in a city you love. I think family, you know, will always be there. You can go other times of year. It doesn't always have to be for Christmas. I haven't no. done family I mean, with, yeah, Christmas with my family in a minute. We, we take trips now and I think it's better, you know, you don't have to give in to the cliche. You don't have to because everybody's fighting at the holiday time anyway, right? Most of the time you just hear I think about sometimes things. we put yeah. too much pressure on ourselves to yeah. like, okay, we need to behave this way. We all have yep. to get dressed. Let's go get that family photo done and blah, blah, yep. blah. Like, granted, 
it sounds like I'm about to have an amazing experience in Stratford. It sounds like my aunt loves to go all out. Apparently, we're having goose Christmas dinner and oh some kind of like prime roast thing. And we might be making my baba's uh, pierogies. <gasps> oh, which, my God. Red. That's one of your goals. That's been you one of my goals in. for years. Right before and the end. I was literally about to, I mean, we'll talk about that when we go into the new year and talk about our goals and things like that. But yeah, I've been wanting to do this forever. And she just casually mentioned it and I like almost dropped everything I was holding because I've been wanting to make this for so long. And yeah, it's quite the process. Oh, I will. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. Well, who wants to start? Who do, we, who do you want to? That's wanna... the question. I oh, mean, I will start because Ooh. I'm doing I'm I'm doing red, which is no. so funny. It was a little too. Not... I know. I thought it was going to be too redundant to do red, doing red. Red and red on red is just too much. But all right, so I'll start with red, and so I'm going to do the association thing again. <laughs> so when I think of red, I think of love and passion and fire and zest, but not in the way that you're thinking. So. So this person I'm going to highlight really took a love of the planet and giving back because, you know, tis the season this time Mm -hmm. of year after all to unprecedented levels times a billion. So this is a person that nobody would probably expect me to do, but I'm going to highlight today. Former Patagonia CEO, Yvonne Chonard. And guess what, Red? This guy, he detested business, which I fucking love. So (laughs) the reason I want to highlight him and I'm, this is going to be a little different. I'm not going to really go into his, his history of his, his life because that's not necessarily the most interesting thing. It's really what he did when he got to Patagonia. Patagonia that I found fascinating. So fascinating, in fact, Red, that after I studied him, I applied for a job at Patagonia. (gasps) Oh (laughs) my God, I hope you get it. I do too. I was so inspired after I watched this whole thing about him. What got me into this guy was Yvonne Chenard, the billionaire founder of outdoor apparel brand Patagonia, gave away the company last September to a trust that will use its profit to fight the climate crisis. So wow. instead of selling the company, taking it public, Chonard, who became famous for his alpine climbs in Yosemite National Park, he has a net worth of $1.2 billion. Red, he transferred the family's ownership of the company to a trust and a nonprofit organization. So in this letter he wrote to the company last year when he gave it away, he said, each year the money we make after reinvesting in the business will be distributed as a dividend to help fight the crisis. Instead of extracting value from nature and transforming it into wealth for investors, we'll use the wealth Patagonia creates to protect the source of all wealth. So Patagonia now continues to operate as a private for-profit corporation, but the Chonard family, which controlled the company until last September, no longer owns the company. And in fact, the structure of this action is such that they got no financial benefit and he actually faced a tax bill from the donation. So Red, he's in the red for this decision. So what you did there. So billionaires, I'm calling you out. I see you and I'm going to be watching you. This It's your move. Like this guy practices what preaches. So what I want to get into a little more is his philosophy of business. You know, I got my MBA, but he says 
he leads by hiring excellent people to lead the company so he can get his MBA, which she says is management by absence of traveling mm. the world and speaking to environmental causes and challenging business to reinvent because he saw himself, you know, for a bit as part of the problem, creating things, waste, and he wanted to be part of the solution. So his philosophy is to increase the quality and that makes us consume less, but consume better, less waste. That's what they do in Europe. They consume way less than we do. And it's like 75% less than we do because of the quality. Oh, and they keep things and we, they consume less. And mm. so I immediately am thinking of like fast fashion. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it just we toss clothes so easily. And oh, also, I just also want to point out when you say management by absence, yes. I don't think he's saying like, oh, I'm totally unreachable. I can't be accessible. <laughs> it's right. more of then trying to micromanage people and just being yes. f focused solely on the business as opposed to the whole brand is all about environmental. And yes. So how can you not go and see what other people are doing out in the world and bring that back and try and practice what you preach, like you said? Wow. It's so funny you say that, though, because he wrote a book called Let My People Go Surfing. And that literally is a policy, like in something that they instill, like their offices are near the beach because, you know, you, you don't go surfing at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. You go with the tide, right? So mm -hmm. that's literally in the DNA of the company. Let them go surfing. And he's very hands off. He had a psychologist come and like study like the people of the company. And the psychologist came back and said, they're the most independent people I've ever seen because he doesn't micromanage them. He trusts his people. Do whatever you got to do as long as you get the work done I don't care what you're doing he actually in his like final years he never called back to the office he just trusted them you know the house is on fire they know what to do they don't need him which I love because red coming from corporate world uh, mm -hmm. you know you know it's yeah. just so refreshing to just have the best people lead and he makes the place so just revolutionary things that he's doing for the employees or he did he has a child care center and an after school center in the headquarters so really and there's teachers for this after school center so it's easier for moms which are some of his highest performing employees to not have to worry about daycare and child care it's all there for them wow i mean so, that is so refreshing right? to hear and it's again so like I'm just getting like a little like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember because corporate days, it wasn't so much like I remember just and I won't say where, but there were certain places where I worked where it was clear like management had goals that were coming down from their management and they were not in touch with what we were doing. They didn't trust us to meet the goals. And so the amount of like micromanagement and stress that they would put on the employees. And meanwhile, here is somebody who. Yeah, it didn't really take any calls. I'm guessing he was still responding to emails because yeah. it's just like he's not completely absent. But at the no. same time, he's like, I just trust you guys to know what is needed to be done for the company for yes. it to run at its best. Excellent people get to lead while he gets to speak to environmental causes and challenge business, which I'll touch on what he's doing, which is the thing he's most proud of in a minute. So they have like a wildlife rescue at their headquarters. They give 10% to environmental causes. He gives paid leave for employees that want to work for environmental organizations for a few months. He even pays bail for civil disobedience. Which really? Is fucking fantastic. Like, 
That's I love amazing. that. <laughs> he says civil democracy is the most effective thing. We live in an unjust society. They have like a class they can take on it too. Apparently that gets like reimbursed, which is, I just absolutely love, I love this. And they have all their profits. 1% of it goes to the planet and they've given away 40 million as a company and other companies also jumped aboard on this. So like I said, I literally applied to a job after reading all of this and, and learning about it. But, and I also love Red that he is so Zen. He doesn't, he couldn't give a shit about profits and losses. He just wants to focus on the solution, which is how do we consume less as a society? Because as we are, we have to close the loop on consuming and discarding or else society cannot go on much longer doing what we're doing now. That's so, so refreshing. And I mean, really is. I was just talking about this with my cousin, how every big corporation is always looking to turn a profit, despite mm-hmm. so many other years of turning profits, that it's like, at a certain point, you're just going to like, it should be okay for your business to be meeting the quotas, not exceeding them. Because if you keep trying to beat that, it comes to a point where you're putting a precedence on people, unless you're expanding and building upon that, which a lot of corporations don't do. They Mm-mm. downscale and expect That's people to pick said. up the slack. That's exactly oh, what really? he said. Yes, he said usually that's what companies will do is they'll just get rid of this and that and downsize, but that is not the way to go and that is not his philosophy whatsoever. Quality is everything. Right, and it's quantity over yeah. the quality of Correct. what they're trying to do. And Correct. that's amazing. So what I love most and what he's most proud of is he wants to cause the least amount of harm and make the best product and use their business to influence others because here's what is we're going to see soon. So Walmart actually, the Walton family, asked to learn from him, from Patagonia, and how to be greener. And Ooh, you know, sorry, I'm just like <laughs> of all the companies, that's uh-huh. one that could definitely learn that. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Just funny. in my opinion, in my opinion. No, you're not wrong because here's the thing that happened. So he's like, okay. So he gave them a talk and showed them around and and showed them what they do. Patagonia does. And so Walmart then used this information and invited a bunch of companies to come learn how to do sustainable clothing. Well, guess what, Red? No one came when Walmart (gasps) sent the letter. But when Patagonia co-signed the letter, everyone came. Oh. now they are starting a sustainable index which 50 companies that represent like 30% of all clothing and in, in the world are part of this. The sustainable index will show where clothing is made, the fiber used, the conditions, and then it's up to the consumer. It puts the power in the consumer's hands on whether this is a sustainable you know, piece of clothing for them and if they want to buy it or not. They're even going to the European Union with it as well. And they are, Patagonia is leading this. And that is the most important thing he's ever done for this company because in his mind, this will influence the government, which is really the government is just a pawn to corporations. So mm-hmm. this is powerful stuff on how to change society. You got to do it through the corporations. The government pays attention to the corporations. And this is what the new society can look like. So I, I'm just I'm in love with this guy. I literally applied <laughs> for a job. Yvonne Chouinard. I love that for you. And I love that he literally took not a dollar and gave away the entire company, this billionaire, and and was in the red for it. But he doesn't give a shit. He wants to, he's, he's practicing what he preaches. So Elon Musk and Bezos, I'm looking at you. You're yeah, moving. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so 
and now it's funny because it's it could go under your color red is of green, but his love and his fire and his zest for the planet and and even being in the red business wise, that's where I got that. And I am so inspired, and I hope I get this I job love eventually. It. Everybody, look up Yvonne Chouinard. He was a falconer as a teenager, by the way, which is very oh, cool. <laughs> that's really so, cool. That's really I mean, cool. Yeah. You don't hear about that very often anymore. No, and it led him to rock climbing, which you know led to the equipment manufacturing, which led to Patagonia. But uh, yeah, local LA guy does good because yeah, they his father moved them to LA early on, and now he's literally changing the world. And I cannot wait to see the sustainability index on future clothing that we wow. can and the power to the people. So Yvonne Chouinard, I love that for you. Amazing. Yay! I love to hear that. That's awesome. Yes. And wow, that's really inspirational. And again, billionaires, please take note. You don't even have to give away the whole thing. No. Just no, like that was drastic. <laughs> right. You could do and I'm sorry, but do you really like there's no way you could spend that kind of money in a lifetime unless you're putting it towards, oh, I don't know, things that will go beyond your lifetime, like mm-hmm. helping the planet and things like that. Mm-hmm. Just saying that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> if I had that kind of money, Amen. currently a poor student, so I cannot put my money where my mouth is because I also <laughs> have no money to put where my mouth is. But <laughs> neither do I. And I'm not a student. I'm just student, <laughs> student loans. So Well, yeah. So Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, Red? Oh my goodness, Kelly. <laughs> I have been so excited to do my profile because, as you know, oh, the color is green that I'm focusing on. Yes. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be talking about this because I am personally a huge fan of them ever since I was a child. And I watch them on TV and films. And I cannot think, and I go ahead, I challenge you to think of anyone who is more synonymous with green. And that's because, of course, I have chosen to tell a brief biography of the one, the only, Kermit the Frog. Oh, my God. (laughs) I did not see this coming. (laughs) Well, I I told you it was going to be a little out of the box. Eventually, we want to do a full profile about Jim Henson. That's so funny. (laughs) I love this. Okay, Kermit the Frog has become, like, such a personality that there's actually two biographies for him one as the puppet and then one as the character so i'm gonna do my best to combine the two i know oh my god (laughs) i'm so excited red this makes me so happy i did not see this coming (laughs) i didn't think you would i was like i kept like because i was like i'm not gonna say who it is because i wouldn't even see person because i was like yeah no Def- well, I never. Now I now I know where you go with these. I go literal, or no, oh, I go, I go chaotic. Yeah. You, you go literal, yeah, yeah. So, according to films and TV, Kermit was born down south, though it's debated if it's in Mississippi, Louisiana, or Florida. He was one of two thousand three hundred and fifty-three kids, <laughs> but was the first to leave the swamp and talk to humans. And one of his very first outings was where he allegedly encountered a young 12-year-old Jim Henson, who, as we know, is his actual creator. And I want to mention at this point that the name Kermit was also debated where it came from. So while for some time it was thought it was after Jim Henson's childhood friend or a future Muppet designer and constructor, it seems that it's confirmed that it was actually after a sound engineer at WBAL-TV while Jim Henson was doing his show Sam and Friends. 
Also, because Sesame Street is localized to some different markets, Kermit was often renamed. So in huh. Portugal, and I'm going to say right now, I am so sorry for the butchering of these names, but Kermit is known as Cocas a Sapo. Sapo Ooh. means toad. In Brazil, his name is similar. It's Caco a Sapo. In most of Hispanic America, his name is La Reina Rene, Rene the Frog. And while in Spain, he is named Gustavo. In Arabic, he's known as Kamel, which is the name that means perfect. And in Hungary, he is called Breki. So Kermit's had many different names. But anyways, <laughs> at this that. point, he comes back to the swamp and a passing agent who looked a lot like Dom DeLuise noticed his talent. <laughs> so inspired by this, he decided to head back out, but this time to Hollywood. And that on the road is where he met his future best friend and aspiring comedian Fozzie Bear. The two would drive off and Fozzie's 1951 Studebaker, you know the gif, yeah. as they're like just rocking back and forth in the car. Yep. And along the way, they would meet the rest of the Muppets, including, but not limited to, band members of Electric Mayhem, including Wildman drummer Animal, Gonzo, and his chicken girlfriend Camilla, and of course, the iconic Miss Piggy. Yes, queen. <laughs> has arrived. Right? Yes. So Miss Piggy and Kermit obviously would have an on-again, off-again romance for decades. <laughs> breaking up very famously in 1990 and then once again in 2015 and at the moment it seems like they're both single but you know think about it pink's a lighter shade of red and red and green well they just go so well together I i'm speculating i'm speculating <laughs> So after impressing in Hollywood, the entire Muppets crew would be signed to a standard rich and famous contract by an Orson Welles looking studio executive named Lou Lord. Yeah, Orson Welles was in this movie. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Um, We'll get to that. So back to reality. I guess this is where we could say Kermit would make his first television appearance in the aforementioned Salmon Friends. And this was on May 9th, 1955. I'm like, that long ago? That's crazy. So he was... That created from a discarded turquoise spring coat belonging to Jim Henson's mother and two ping pong balls for the eyes. And at first, he was actually a very ambiguous lizard-like creature. He would make guest appearances on the Today Show starting in 1961 and the Ed Sullivan Show from 1966 onward, but officially became a frog in the television special Hey Cinderella in 1969. So, God, what a legend. Now, the reason I'm also bringing him up because he really did become a huge success like as a character. Also in 1969, he was actually a main character on Sesame Street. And in 1970, he would perform the number Be in Green. Ever heard of it? Uh... Uh, no big deal. <laughs> Kermit, however, was never outright a property of the Sesame Workshop. And when they actually bought out the rest of the Sesame Street characters for $180 million, he was left out of the contract. So the rest of them were all contractually becoming properties of the Sesame Street Workshop, except for him. And that allowed him to go on and be a part of the Muppets, where the Muppet television series began in roughly 1976. There were a couple other iterations before that, but that's like when one that people are most familiar with started. Obviously on the show, he played the central character, the showrunner, the stage manager of the theater variety show. And because of this success, they would go on to make movies like the 1979 Muppet movie where we get all that background about him, but also where he performed the well-known Rainbow Connection for the first time. That song actually would reach number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100 Whoa. and was just added to the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry in 2021. 
Kermit has appeared in almost every Muppet production, including, but again, not limited to, Muppet Babies, The Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppet Treasure Island, and, of course, one of my favorite Christmas movies, A Muppet Christmas Carol. So Jim Henson would be the original Kermit performer, describing Kermit as kind of easygoing, very likable, sometimes slightly a wise guy. Longtime collaborator Frank Oz described Kermit as a natural leader, and Henson's son Brian dr- described Kermit as basically just like his dad, a wry intelligence, a bit, a little bit of naughtiness, but he always loved everyone around and also loved a good prank. Kermit has been described as Henson's soft-spoken alter ego, and even Henson's agent Bernie Brillstein said outright, Kermit was Jim. <laughs> just, yep. it's, just, it's cats that, out of the bag. Right. <laughs> no, no subtlety. Jim would actually play Kermit literally right up until his death in 1990. His last appearance as Kermit was on the Arsenio Hall show, and that was 12 days before he passed away. Oh my god. Right. Whoa. It's crazy. So from there, Steve Whitmore took the performer role on, but there seems to be some friction between him and the family because it seems like the family made Kermit more wholesome and lighthearted than he originally was. Like, they kind of went away from more of that wry humor Mm -hmm. and more... Like, made him a little bit more flat. Steve was replaced by Matt Vogel in 2017 after some alleged creative differences. Now, Kermit has received, and I mean Kermit, he's received a lot of honors over the years. So, really quickly, he was given an honorary doctorate of amphibious letters on May 19, 1996 at Southampton College, New York, and even gave a commencement speech being the only amphibian to ever do so. In 2003, a statue of Jim and Kermit was erected at Jim's alma mater, the University of Maryland College Park. He served as the Grand Marshal of the Tournament of Roses Parade in 1996. He's been in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade since 1977, received his own Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2002, and a second one as part of the Muppets in 2012. He got his own set of stamps for his 50th birthday in 2005, appeared on The Masked Singer in 2021. Sorry, spoiler for everybody. (laughs) Spoiler! And he went viral this year at the Coronation Concert because he was apparently having too much fun singing along to take that's never forget like it was like a viral thing that people were like more excited about seeing him dancing doing these arm motions than like seeing king philip like that is just what i read (laughs) i would be too so the original kermit puppet has been on display in the smithsonian since 2013 a small museum of puppets and memorabilia in one of his fictional homes of leland mississippi was created and dedicated to him in 2015 and he's even made an impact on science with the 2015 discovery of the costa rican glass frog the hyalinobitracheum dinae oh dear god red exactly (laughs) i'm proud that you had tried (laughs) but more culturally it's known as the kermit frog because of its resemblance to kermit and the viral sensation had researchers crediting Kermit for receiving such attention and helping show the need to continue exploring and studying the country's amazing tropical forests. So, yes, while Kermit may not be a real person, he certainly has made the impact as one. While he may have said it's not easy being green, Kermit has served as a wonderful inspiration for so many, including the lovers, 
the dreamers emmy <gasps> I feel like I need to applaud you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was like, when I wrote that last line, I was like, ooh, she's going to love this. I love. So poetic, Red. You're such a romantic. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, I love Kermit. And so I was so excited. Like, I, behind the scenes look, while we were, like, deciding who was doing what color, not only was I was like, no, it's too much red for red to do red after doing red. Um, But. We were all green immediately i immediately knew <laughs> I who no i wanted chance. yeah you i was like i got green and you were like, I was like fuck because i wanted green <laughs> yeah but uh no nope, you nope. killed and it i can see you. why yeah <laughs> so. i was i immediately was like because i guess i was on the bluey train um <laughs> yeah apparently so now i'm like on to you for next week i'm like hmm yeah yeah, yeah. i better <laughs> do a real person do? or uh like what well it's a real do? person who made bluey but we'll see yeah, we'll see yeah 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 oh red now i'm gonna now i know what i'm doing today i'm just gonna consume all my kermit content right oh my god i was listening to rainbow connection while i was writing this and i was like this is so good like but he's been such a staple for like so many decades and for so many generations we all grew up with them does anybody not know who kermit the frog is like honestly i don't think so like it's like him and spongebob like those are two recognizable universal characters honestly and i hate to say it but i feel like kermit's more well known between the generations too because of yeah now we're coming to our newest segment that we've started doing which is the do we love this or that yes and I have put together a few holiday-themed ones for you. Ooh. Yeah. Christmas or just like holiday? Holiday in general. Okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm excited. All right. So first question. Do we love having a favorite gift we received before received again or a brand new gift with no idea if it's good or bad? Like best gift you've ever, which is, good question. What is the best gift you've ever received? Probably guitar and amp, yeah, because mm. of my music, you know? That's just yeah. like, I, it's such a cliche answer, and maybe like a MacBook at some point, but what about what about you? What was your favorite? My favorite gift I ever received was a video camera. Oh, that like, started something for you. Oh, yeah. Of the industry. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a photo of me in my awkward teen phase in a very well-used bathrobe with a complete look of shock on my face because this camera, very outdated now, but very cool back then. And it took like mini DV tapes, which is also dating myself quite Oh my a bit. God, I remember those. Mm-hmm. And I was just like so excited. And I would do like a bunch of like home movies with my uh, siblings and my cousins and we would come up with scripts and we'd perform them and I'd tape them. So basically, do we love the idea of getting that same gift again or would we rather try something new not knowing if it's going to be good or bad yes let's do the second one let's trust our friends and lovers and family and hope to god they know me well enough that the new thing is just as good as the original right <laughs> yeah what yeah. about you would you do that i would definitely do something new because even though that was probably the best gift i ever received and sparked a huge passion yeah it's a little outdated now i don't think i need and no. how would i get even the tapes to record with that, although so. i could use a new macbook and i could definitely use a new guitar so i'm not gonna hint complain. hint anyone hint, wink hint. wink my santa. dad sean santa <laughs> anyone hot Monica Harry, I'll take it. Uh, Bezos. <laughs> Bezos. Uh, Yovan. 
Chouinard, my new husband that I love, even though he's like 80-something years old. <laughs> Patagonia. So, do we love the idea of being a kid or a grandparent during the holidays? Because, like, as a kid, you get to, like, have, like, the whole magic and everything and blah, blah, blah. But as a grandparent, you get to, like, have the magic of watching. Obviously, if you're a grandparent, you have grandkids and seeing them experience that while also being in and kind of in control of things. And also, you're a grandparent. You could be like, oh, my old bones. I can't help with the cleanup. I have to sit over here and drink (laughs) wine. Oh, Yeah, when you put it like that, <laughs> that's a good argument for that one. I, you know what? I think as an adult, you just get cynical and nothing excites you anymore. and Nothing's novel. So I want to be a kid again <laughs> and experience everything for the first time and the wonder and the Santa and the just just the amazement around this time of year that I used to have, you know? I think I'm I do totally that. with you. As yeah. much as I love the idea of like, I love gift giving. I love watching people open presents that I've put the time and effort into picking out for them but there is something magical about you know being a kid not being the one in control where you get to be the one who just is like Santa came last night and like you know running down the stairs and you know that sort of stuff all right so do we love between the two dreidel 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 or jingle bells getting stuck in our head I am partial to dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. That's the cashew in me. I love, <laughs> I love every year playing that and getting my Hanukkah gelds. And I never knew the names of the little things, but I was really good at it on the dreidel. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just have fond memories of being at my grandma and grandpa's house playing that and celebrating Hanukkah. So I think I'm going to go dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. What about you? So I would say between the two, Jingle Bells. I gotta go Jingle Bells just ah. because as much as I like dreidel, 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 it just like like I that just gets in there so deep and plus then you have like the different, you know, versions of it. Like that's all I think of when I think of Oh, that's Jingle Bell Rock. That's oh, not Jingle well, Bells. That's what I associate with it though, even though I know Jingle No, Bell. I get it, but I like, no. I always think of, and literally the dork person I am, I just watched the episode of the Batman animated series, but there's oh. the version where it's like, Jingle Batman Bells, 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 Robin, Robin Lane. 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 <laughs> and that, that, brings, that, that reminds me of The Simpsons, which Bart does that in like the very first episode of the show ever. I mean, see what yeah. I mean though? There's all these like other ties ah. into it and everything so like every once in a while All right. that's the one I love getting I'll, stuck in I'll my head I'll stick with Dreidel Dreidel no, but I guess you're right, right. I they're guess both you're great right. songs but that's the one that I love no you're right there's a lot of head. good associations with, with that song for sure yeah I you can't go wrong with either is really what we're saying now do we love having holiday decorations up or none at all like all the decorations or none at all I mean, I'm. We're that weird house on our street that like sets the tone for the rest of our street. Every, oh, really? You're every them. Every month of year, we're those idiots that are like in November putting up Christmas lights uh, and putting up our, you know, Halloween and like August. Just kidding, not August, but like we love decorating. It's just such a nice, homey environment, and we're obsessed. We decorated, even though we're not going to be here for Christmas. We always decorate and go all out. Like it's just one of our favorite things. But yeah, what about you? Uh, I am pro holiday decorations. I mean, not in the wasteful way or anything, but like my favorite thing is decorating the tree. Okay, I don't 
Mom, if you're listening, are you okay? Because (laughs) she decorated the whole tree this year, like right before I left for Canada. And normally, so when we were really little, we used to all come together and like decorate the tree. There's like home videos of us being little, little kids and like two kids up on a chair trying to reach high up and meanwhile we're reaching like midway up the tree. Like we were that little. And then as we got older, once again, Christmas wasn't really a big thing. So normally when I would come home for Thanksgiving, while I was there, my parents would put up the tree and I would decorate it. And it was literally just me decorating it, but I love going through the old ornaments and stories with them. And then- Yeah, and then my mom did it this year, and I was like, what? Like, are you okay? Like, yeah, so she's like, I don't know, I'm in the spirit this year. And I'm like, the year I'm not here? Like, (laughs) She's snappier out of there. (laughs) Right? Well, also the funny thing is, my little brother's not there either. He's going to be in California for Christmas. And my older brother is going to be working because he picks up the shifts as a nurse at the hospital so that families who have kids and stuff, they can be there for the holidays. Plus holiday pay so literally it's just my sister and her husband so i'm like the year that your all your kids are gone is the year you got into it like cool bob (laughs) the one thing to keep the memories alive right as you you know but i'm glad she like she's like i'm really into it this year and i'm like that's great and yeah i missed that i don't even have a tree here or anything like that uh i put a new bow tie on for caboose like that's (laughs) <laughs> that's your tree <laughs> for this year yeah i mean oh, next year funny. who knows and i have no idea where i'm going to be and i'm determined to oh maybe that could be one of my goals if i change one of them Ooh, get a christmas tree that's an attainable goal you can cross that off right now that's one less than you have 24 goals red you got a lot to do uh yeah um oh, also no. this one i didn't actually write down but i just thought of it do we love real trees or fake trees oh that's a great one because hmm. here's the argument like the fake one you don't get all the needles and it's Mm -hmm. gonna stay pristine and look beautiful and you can use it year after year too but there's something about that smell of the actual tree that's Uh just so special and magnificent if not wasteful though you know there's that part of it too so we do we do in between we do like the little bush you know Oh, yeah. We have that in our house instead of like a huge wasteful tree. We do a little bush, a little Hanukkah bush um, every year. And I think one year at home we did a fake tree and I was very upset about it. So, yeah, real tree with the caveat of wasteful. (laughs) I love the the smell. It's just the smell is great. What about you? Uh, I am sorry, pro fake tree because I've just like, again, it's the... I grew up with a fake tree, um, and I could also manipulate the branches a little easier, and we did have a real tree a couple times, and uh, I think somebody in my family had an allergic reaction or something, and then (laughs) the mess because we had so many animals that were trying to climb in it and things like that, um, because then it would start shedding. I think... I think it's just like, I don't know. And there's something about the sentimental of like, oh, the tree is out again. Like, you know, bringing it out. And yeah, I feel less guilty for not chopping down a tree every year. But again, that also, if you do that in the right way, that actually helps with the growth of different things. So yeah, but yeah. Um, Ah. So I do, when I normally have like my Christmas tree, it's a fake one. And then I get like, 
well, they don't have Trader Joe's up here, but I would get like a little rosemary tree. Um, it's basically just a little bush, but they cut it into the shape of a tree. Oh, and that was cute. like my little tree that was real and it smelled like rosemary because it was rosemary. Love that. Right? I should have done that. I done that. Rosemary. No, 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 I like that. Ours has like died out. It's all dry and doesn't smell well, anymore. We got so early to enjoy it before we leave. I think that it was doing you a favor though since it knows you're going to Bora Bora. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it was like, knows. oh, I gotta get out of here before they do. So, yep. so later. I'm gonna see myself out. Right? <laughs> do we love vacationing somewhere cold or hot during the holidays? I mean, you know my answer. Uh, <laughs> I'll be yes, in obviously. Steamy, tropical climate every year. Like, we started this trend, me and Sean, like, I don't know, I don't know when it was, three years ago, but like, you know, we got engaged in Maui over Christmas, and then we went to mm-hmm. Tulum last year, and then we're going to Bora Bora this year. So we just love our tropical warm climates and our tiki drinks. Um, it's just our new tradition every year. Somewhere. Tiki drinks on Christmas sounds so right? you. <laughs> it's always, it's always, every year, it's a Melakaliki Maka Christmas for us. So Aww. this is our third year of doing that. Maybe our fourth. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, definitely, that's where I want to be. What about you? Don't judge me. I, I love the cold. I yeah, love I mean, having, like... I mean, it's appropriate. I mean, well, thank God. If, like, yeah. Imagine if I moved here. I'm like, I hate the cold. I yeah, do. not the right place to be. No, <laughs> but I just love, like, a typical wintry holiday season. It's just, there's something magical about that. And I don't know. I like going out into the cold and then coming in and sitting, you know, cozying up in, like, PJs or, like, sweatpants and stuff. And fire going and cocoa and like watching like the outside but being nice inside and toasty and cuddling with caboose and you are a hallmark movie oh stop (laughs) it please i watch too much true crime for that to be true yeah Uh, that's right (laughs) my sister and i will joke about that where she's very hallmark and she's like look at the snow look how beautiful it is and then i'm like you know a murder scene would look crazy in all that white right now (laughs) (laughs) That's right. She's the Hallmark girl. You're the murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a good duo. <laughs> and final question. Do we love having a snow week off or the idea of having an extra week of summer vacation? Oh, shit. You really landed on a juggernaut. Damn, mm-hmm. red. Way to throw the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Snow week off or summer vacation? Oh my god. Which one do you love more? You broke me. (laughs) Broke me. Ah, I'm gonna have to go summer just because I am a summer girly. I do love, you know, being from Buffalo, I just so over snow and weather. And now that I'm in LA, I'm an LA girly and I love my warm weather and I live for the summer. Um so I'm gonna go, yeah, extra summer for me. I wish summer was year round, as long as the temperature and the humidity is just perfect. (laughs) If it's not, then my answer is the other one. <laughs> Amazing. But, yeah, that's that's. That so I w- I literally would have put money down. That's what you would have picked. Yeah, I, I know, but you really got me because I love the just as there was nothing better like than having a snow day as a kid. It was right. Just, like, it was Christmas. Oh my that god! And once again, this is gonna date ourselves, but. You know, waiting on the local oh, news for your school yes. to get announced. And mine would never get canceled because oh, of really? Buffalo. So the, in, the infrastructure is such that nothing will close because it's Buffalo. They're used oh, to Oh, that's this. too funny. But no, we when we had did, it, happen. it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we always were like, oh, and like growing up, 
We always had, uh, there's this one area of Rhode Island and we just called it No School Foster Gloucester. Or <laughs> as Rhode, Island's, Rhode Islanders would say it, they would say No School Foster Gloucester. Uh, because it was like a school district and every time, like without fail, they would always have no school during any kind of snow, any kind. But, and you'd have to wait and then see for your school to get called. And I grew up with a later name in the alphabet. So I was all, we're all like, come on. And then if you turned your head or missed it, you're like, no. And then you had to wait for it to all replay again. Oh, that's so funny. Oh. So but that's why I'm also going to say I love the snow week. I, uh, granted, I am more of a summer and fall girly, but I do love having like some time in the winter just to enjoy it, enjoy the season. And honestly, I would much rather like have that week to kind of break up that kind of oh, tough time of year. Like it, I'm not saying I like enjoying it, but I don't say it's an easy time of year. Um, it's still no. difficult cold and getting your car out of the snow and having to walk through it and then once it's been there like a week when it's all gross and just like hardened and black and yellow ew um (laughs) you know it's just like so having like that week just to break up like the time you know that time of year if I didn't have that that would be like really upsetting for me yeah no that's a good case for it and it just Reminds me of simpler, better days. Right? I know. I love this time <laughs> of year. And we love you, listeners. So rate, yeah. review, and subscribe for the love of God. <laughs> Don't make me ask you again. This is the tis the season. Please. Yeah, it is the season. <laughs> tis the season. And the season. Uh, we love you guys. Happy Hanukkah. I know it's already passed, but saying that again for those yes. who celebrate that. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas for those who celebrate that. Because uh, that will be happening Next week, we're recording this in advance, and when this comes out, it'll be one week out, so only seven more sleeps. Well, less than that, I think. Yeah, less. And happy holidays for everything else. We have one more episode coming this month, and we can't wait to celebrate that with you guys. But in the meantime, enjoy your holidays, however you choose to celebrate it, and let us know on social, like, what you think about, you know, what do you think between the this or that? Oh, we we gotta do that on the socials, for sure. Oh, yeah. No, you guys let us know. And write in if you want to be on Tuesday Tea. We're taking more submissions. Yep, we have a few people lined up, but we are very excited. (laughs) Yes, I love that for you pod at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Love you. Love you. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for joining us on I Love That For You. Our theme song is by Vaudeville and used with permission. Our cover art is by Jenny Lamb, edited to the best of our abilities by Kelly and Red. 
If you want us to spotlight someone, have questions, or just want to say hi, email us at ilovethatforyoupod at gmail.com or join us on Instagram at ilovethatforyoupod to join the love fest and see what else we get up to. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever else you listen. We appreciate all your love, and if you want to help support the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. This helps us spread the love and reach more people. Thanks for listening. We love you.